Material Components, Season 2. Episode 18, Ask and You Shall Receive. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers who do silly faces and make me laugh. Hey, hey, hey adventurers! I've never Thanks done that for in my life. Here. So Heck glad yeah. you're here. Thank you. <laughs> so excited. Your computer wizardry. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now prepare us for your word wizardry. Well, first. Oh yeah. Hey everybody, I'm Olivia, and I'll be playing Florian of Akalar. I am Elliot, and I will be playing Shay, the Wizard School dropout. Hey everyone, it's Michael playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus the Third. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot, do you remember what happened last time? No, my thoughts are consumed with um, Christopher Maloney's glutes. Um, this is fair and right, but try uh, to work through it like Christopher Maloney would. <laughs> it's true. He has to work through being uh, distracted by his own glutes <laughs> every minute of every day. Um, so do all who live to see such times. <laughs> and glutes. I do, in fact, remember what happened last time. We decided to uh, hit the town. And... Um, what town is that? The town of Corporate Block... I don't even remember. I don't remember that far back. Uh, District District nine, nine, District nine nine seven to see if we could. I'm not really sure what our goal was. I think we were gonna. St we were just <laughs> starting. We just kind of you our... know followed our noses. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. They wanted to go clubbing. That was the reason I went. I guess that's um, and we discovered some um lo-fi hip hop girl studying 24-hour version uh cafes that were not like with it you know <laughs> the company sanctioned relaxation zones were not yeah. precisely what you had in mind not really it sounded a lot like what you would hear on an elevator yeah if npr made a bar don't put that energy out into the world. <laughs> but actually, you know where I kind of want to yeah, yeah. go there just to see. <laughs> NPR bar, MP bar. But yes, I'm trying to think of a pun. Anyway. Um, you wish important places. Mm. And we asked for a random on-the-street wreck for a better place to go chill. Or not chill. <laughs> And we were uh, directed to the Kindling, um, which seemed really cool from the outside. Mm. Um, and Shay went in ahead of everyone, didn't read the notice on the door, wasn't paying attention, just vibing. 100%. Straight vibing. Straight vibing. No thoughts, only dance. Head um, empty, filled with she. Yeah, wait, no, no! <laughs> Spoilers, Mike. 
Um, so yeah, there were a couple of things that seemed weird about this bar, but all in all, it seemed pretty cool. Florian and Oswald tried to talk to a very drunk lichen and did, this was a she bar, essentially. We kind of got that a little yes. bit. Lest we confuse due to the, uh, the, the wonders of Gaelic spelling. Yeah. When I refer to she in the, the capital S sense, uh, it is... The S-I-D-H-E, pronounced she, in reference to the high fey folk of such wonderful and terrible nomenclature as those of the House of Kindling of the Court of Flame. Yes. And when Florian and Oswald went to talk to someone who was maybe a little bit less drunk, they discovered pretty quickly that they were speaking to a changeling. And that there were quite a few changelings in this bar. Um, Amari also noticed some of this from his um, Strider-esque perch. And Shay, surrounded by them on the dance floor, also happened to notice eventually. Mm. Um, But Florian and Oswald managed to have a somewhat productive conversation, I would say, with a... Did you call them sleeves? I did. Yeah, that's some some altered carbon shit. It's it's not great with a uh, a fae inhabiting another person's body about the government structure breakdown uh, and how that you know we should probably get the fae's thoughts on that and what their problems are. Uh, they were directed to uh, maybe speak with the House of Logic mm-hmm. rather than the House of Kindling, though. So Based we've sort of the- been we've sort of been redirected back to I think the thing that we were going to do the next day, which was meet with the uh, communications department. Very possible. In your inquiries at the House of Kindling, you have determined that. Whatever deal was struck by Praxa Group Pharmaceuticals, it seemed to leave the door open to a bit of a free-for-all where the Fey courts are concerned on this world. Yeah. Which seems to have its advantages to a corporate communications network, but there might be some disadvantages to the local population vis-a-vis being taken over by wicked digital fairies. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was sort of a. They should have done a better job with that. So, Mike, you're telling me that a completely corporatized uh, uh, society would would uh, would place efficiency over the lives of the people who live in this in on this planet? Is that what you're you're telling me about this world that we found ourselves on? Sounds like Sounds you're making some, some assumptions that, that, that I did not say out loud. <laughs> okay, I just I just wanted to make sure. You are certainly making some assumptions about where the priorities of the corporate entities that once ruled over Praxi Group Pharmaceutical that are of course no more. That's true. Would place their priorities. Mm-hmm. Would they deem that a certain amount of fey abduction of their workforce was worth an upgraded and efficient communications network on this planet? Who's to say? 
It sounds unlikely to me. <laughs> what you do know is the first little recon mission that you went on here on Asclipsis was, for all intents and purposes, successful. Nobody got probably. possessed or attacked or killed. Yeah, probably as good as going there could have gone, you know, for a recon. You did discover Again, that- none of us are currently changelings, so I'm going to count it as a win. Yeah. Yeah. You did discover one failing of the society here is that it seems as though without acceptance of the corporate bureaucracy, any transaction you might try to make will not be as fruitful as one might like, in that you attempted to get drinks at this bar and were almost completely ignored due to your disassociation with the company. Whether or not that moves into all realms within this society, you do not know. But for now, you know that it's somewhat problematic in terms of acquiring libations. Suddenly realizing that Reed's idea to get rations may be more useful for us than it is for anyone else on this planet. Hey. Oh, whoops. Thinking ahead. Accidentally. <laughs> Didn't even have Hopefully to. Hopefully we can experience. get visitors. Hopefully we can get visitor badges tomorrow. Yeah. But after your little jaunt into the nightlife here in District 997 of Corporate Block C, you retreat back to the Golden Manticore, the mostly abandoned hotel that you have set up your base of operations in? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, we literally can't buy anything here as far as we know. We can steal it. I did. I, hey, Reed said that. Reed said I that. Guess. I didn't say shit. I've never been part of a group that likes to steal shit, okay? Just waiting for that opportunity. Yeah. So I can tell him, no, don't do that. <laughs> Making your way back to the Golden Manticore is easy enough. No one stops you. Few random accountants you see littered about the street who holding up signs that say, uh, please add to my personal subtraction of food quotas or uh, signs that say we'll collate for in exchange for uh, worker placement and letters of reference will not bother you. Uh, they seem to be blending into the background now of this strange corporate hellscape, as some of you have called it. As accountants often do. Yes. <laughs> you... Make your way back to the Golden Manticore and try to get a good night's sleep. There's still furniture, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Again, this place is positively Spartan in terms of the actual uh, staff and accommodations one might expect from a Golden Manticore. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have a strong suspicion that the usual continental breakfast will not be served. That makes sense. Now, did any of our Home Alone-style traps catch anybody? <laughs> no. No, okay. they did not. Good. I'll, I'll... <laughs> few accountant squatters here in the Golden Manticore respected your distance. I appreciate that. So I'll pick up all the Hot Wheels off the ground and you know, <laughs> safely remove the paint buckets tied to... Rope. I was just about to say, a paint bucket nearly misses one of us. <laughs> Exactly. It just goes over uh, Oswald's head. Yeah. You turn down the volume on the hollow display so the the crime movie that's being shown is no longer at shouting volume. Yeah. 
Exactly. I take the clown out of my shower. <laughs> yeah, you all go down for the evening? I suppose we should convene briefly. Yeah, I was going to say, Shay um, does some, like, uh, meta-recon. Like, looking at whatever local social media things, like, whatever the version of next door is for uh, District 997. Mm. All of the portals that you have to the metanet via your own personal data tablets reroute you to something called Praxanet. Yeah, it makes sense. Seems to be the local server that uh, one might access via their own personal terminals. Mm -hmm. It asks you for an employee ID number and a password. Of course it Back does. it. Yeah, I don't. I have a password. It's called being a hacker. Okay. It's called not being a scrub. <laughs> this can only go well. <laughs> I'm gonna hack it. Uh, I am in fact going to hack into the mainframe. That's not what my <laughs> talent is called, but I'm in. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. I think the, a role will adjudicate the truthfulness of your talent. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, how, how difficult is this looking? This is the remnants of a corporate intranet that seems right. to be an isolated bubble within the metanet. You could probably get further out into the metanet from this, but at least to access local files and intercommunications, not easy. It is definitely a hard roll. We're looking for a 20 here. Mm. Or, or, and I can't stress this enough, you could just spend three void dice. Remember how Mike already has six void dice? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to use the aether from my little, uh, my little personal battery pack. Okay. I gotta find something to suck some aether out of. I'm bone dry. As you sit in a perfectly well-lit hotel. I know. You know... Maybe Shay goes into, like, one of the rooms that doesn't have anybody in it and will, like, suck out some of the aether from that room. Sure. Like, the lights and whatever else is in there. You draw... Because it's not an isolated system, the lights in these rooms. You're drawing aether from the hotel around you. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I just don't want to, like, trip the circuit breaker, quote-unquote, you know? Sure, that is a reasonable fear to have especially if you're drawing an excessive amount i guess yeah. i would ask how much are you drawing i guess i would ask how much um could i what is your aether pool size six there's your answer all right you know drawing that much aether out of very basic technology like lights or random little desk clocks might be damaging to those such devices that's a lot of power to draw through very simple technology. Right. Especially all at once. So, like, I could pull two Aether from the hotel and it'd be fine? And you wouldn't explode anything, yes. Yeah. You could draw six, it would just have uh, ramifications. We'd have, to find a di we'd have to find another golden manticore to go to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I will... Yeah. 
So basically I have one Aether dice in my pool now because I will grab two but use one. Okay, sounds good. Um, let's see how to do math. Um, well, it's only 17, so. Gonna take the failure? I'm gonna take the failure because if we're gonna go to the communications department tomorrow, I can always just be like, hey, I would, I need to get access to your intranet. So this was just like, can I get in there without having to like, wait. All right, so taking the failure, you mark experience. Indeed. You find that, yeah, the security systems here are quite robust. More robust than you would expect for just a simple corporate intranet. Though, right. admittedly, you've never encountered one that is meant to encompass a planet. That's true. Anything else y'all want to accomplish this evening before getting some shut-eye? Maybe make sure all of our stuff is still here. Yeah, seems as though no one has touched your belongings. Okay. Um, I guess we should sort of figure out a game plan. Um, and I think Oswald recommends that we House of Logic, get a visitor's badge, uh, all that good stuff. We should talk to the department department heads as, you know. But, yeah, to at least see what we can uh negotiate with them yeah uh, as of right now you're aware of a couple different department heads you've been mm-hmm. told about the regional vice chair of communications a couple of times mm-hmm. and you were told by the docking manager you had originally met on your way into town that there is a climate comptroller that is apparently mm-hmm. in charge of the climate stations up in the mountains so comms first uh then logic then mountains well where do we get um the visitor access is that communications Communications, right communications yeah then yes that is what we do first is what a very drunken lichen told you in a bar just a little while ago sure well if you can't trust i trust then who can you trust i i trust and love harvey and i would stake my life on it so it's fine i don't know cats and dogs don't really you might have been lying. No, that's you. <laughs> it's pronounced Leon. No, that's oh. Leon. Oh, oh boy. Oh listen, boy. Listen. No. I think, we, I think we all just we all just quit the coal foundation and start the vaudeville circuit. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's it's the joke that Reed was here. making. I didn't I didn't realize. No. Okay. Alright. Sounds like um, a decent game plan then that you've got worked out. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any horrible dreams? That's a great question. Betting down for the evening, I need you all to roll me a d20. Okay. Yay. I'm going to roll this big old wooden one. Excellent. I got a brand new chonky dice. Ooh, that's nice. cool. Die. Dang, it's, it's awesome. very loud. Yeah. And, you know. I got a 10. I got an 11. Hmm. 14. I got an 8. No untoward dreams haunt your night as you get a nice restful albeit slightly itchy you know those like hotel sheets you never quite like you you gotta settle into them by the morning they're usually fine but at first there's like maybe a little too much starch just like could we ease back on that thread counts real low it really is 
And also, these have been sitting for a very long time, yeah, so they're probably yeah. dusty. A little, little bit of dust. You gotta kick out the sheets a little bit. No, no parasites that you can see, so that's good. But uh, yeah, but oh, I'm, to be fair, we didn't look for the parasites, so uh, Oswald did. Um, but most you hungry? Snacking. Yeah, I was gonna say because <laughs> yeah. he ate them. <laughs> He's looking for a midnight snack. But yeah, you're. The night passes uneventfully. You get a good night's sleep. The only odd part is that when you wake up, the daylight seems to have not changed. I hate this. There's still those same... They've they've moved in the sky. The suns have. But the way the planet's axis is tilted, it seems like the length of the day in this hemisphere seems extremely long, whatever this time of year is. Yeah. Lorian definitely slept with the cowboy hat over face kind of kind of deal. Just not for any reason, just for aesthetic purposes. <laughs> Shay has a silk eye mask that they bring everywhere. Amari, Amari, the best, Elliot. <laughs> Are you all? I'm assuming you're all sleeping in separate rooms. Yes. Please, no reason right. not to. We're all in the same bed. Yeah. Baby. Con rules. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, probably like on the same floor, yeah. but close yeah. close by. Yeah, Amari, when you wake up, you the first thing you notice is that there's a soft purple light coming from somewhere that isn't being cast by any kind of digital time readout or light fixture that you are aware of. Is it just kind of like casting over the entirety of the room, or is it? No, it's one of those things where you're like you're cracking specific. open your an eye and you notice that there's like a purple, slight purple sheen on the ceiling that's being cast by a light from somewhere in the room. And kind of as you pull yourself awake and look around, you see that there is a small, perhaps five centimeter tall figure sitting on the desk opposite your bed. Welcome to my bedroom. Thank you for joining me. Really glad glad you can make it. And a small like curl of smoke is coming up from their head, and you can see them throwing what appears to be the smallest cigar you've ever seen down onto your desk and stamping it out with a heel. Okay. All right. And there's this weird thwum sound that kind of continues in this until it becomes a, a slight humming buzz and this creature will rise up from the desk and hover above it. This is a pixie of some kind. Um, yeah, what, what, what can I do for you? And in a voice that is much louder than this creature's frame would seem to indicate is possible, it will say, Are you Amari, team leader of Oracle Zero? Potentially, who's asking? Of the Cole Foundation, yes? Uh, that's what it says on my paychecks, yeah. You did not check in with the Vice Chair of Communications. Uh, we are on our way there today. Which also still seems like it's the same day. No. The planet has rotated, time has passed. Hmm. Okay. These are indisputable facts. All right. You are to report to the Vice Chair of Communications immediately. You Sounds and great. those under your employ. Will do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not here. <laughs> Floria, get out of my room. I will wait. Oh, okay. I will go get the team. 
do you have a name that I can refer to you as, or do you prefer to not do the name thing? As far as I know, you are not a member of the Accords, Accords, so you are not privy to such information. All right. Just hang out a sec. I'll be right back. And the pixie follows you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll make my way down the like the the row of doors and and start knocking on doors and like up and at them. Pixie's here. I'll be that for everyone. Cracks. It. Are we leaving now? Have you been awake this whole time? Did you sleep? Yes. I'll be, be out in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Closes the door. It's funny because Oswald's face, he was peering uh, uh, through the door sideways. Mm-hmm. Like His eyes were straight up and down, and they were much higher up the door frame than they should be. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> How did he do that? What was he standing on? My A God. series of chairs. <laughs> the piles will always coalesce, regardless of room that Oswald mm-hmm. <laughs> inhabits. He has to roost, you know? That's true. And that's just yeah. making a pile of furniture in the center of the room. <laughs> Florian appears like kind of rumpled, but like is ready to go. Just like, mm-hmm. okay. Does Florian have the look of like they slept in their clothes? I think we all do. Uh, cool. n- no, more just like, like, uh, like school like school field trip like when you have to be like ready really early in the morning oh, okay. and you're just like okay I'm ready I knew I'm like dressed. you knew this was coming but like mm-hmm. mm, okay and what of Shay um it's like a solid 20 minutes the whole time you're waiting Amari the pixie behind you will every couple of minutes and not at regular intervals but just go <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Great weather here. <laughs> the weather is kept impeccable for abundant crop yield. I, I can tell. Yeah, it's really... I get a summer home here. Summer has no meaning when climate control is in effect. No, it would be summer for me. Indeed. I would travel here. Yeah, for a summer when it was cold. So winter home? I don't know. It would be a summer home. I don't know. So all of you are gathering together, eventually rolling out of bed, getting to your feet. What you have for breakfast is essentially whatever rations you brought with you, unless you want to try to scrounge something somewhere else. I'm good with rations. Our bar. Mari, uh, who's your friend? This is... I mean, I just gesture to the pixie. That's about all I've got. Your presence oh. is requested at the regional mm-hmm. vice chair of communications office. Oh, oh perfect. Well, that's where we were going, going there anyway. That's what I said earlier. But mm. your presence in District Nine Nine Seven has not gone, has not gone unnoticed. That makes sense. Well, that's good. I mean, yes. Yeah, we, we weren't were trying right. to be covert. Then why did you not report to the vice chair immediately? Because uh, we were tired. And also no one told us we had to. It's true. We did not receive specific instructions. Who was your docking manager? Who was our docking manager? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, you guys have very long uh, names here, or uh, designations. <clears throat> it's uh, hard to remember them. Was it 234719? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. That one. Oh, I'm sure I can't 
can't tell. Again, again, the numbers. It's hard to keep them in in the head. It's what was that? Um, no, I know this. I can. I can. It wasn't three two five six one three seven, was it? Shay, Shay, and Florian simultaneously just. Like Shay like is attempting to just push clock. Oswald to the ground like a mean kid on the playground. <laughs> just well, shove him. No, just like you <laughs> shove him, and then I come up behind him, just like Agent Forty Seven, and just kind of just like slink off into the darkness. <laughs> what just happened? No, uh, but yeah, no. Shay is like gonna, I guess, pass the communications director long enough. I think. Could you say that one more time, Elliot. You were breaking up a little bit. I was worried. Uh, put a hand on Oswald's head and be like, uh, listen, all of you, uh, listen, we've kept the communications director long enough. Why don't we head out? We can, uh... Director of communications! Put everything right. <laughs> or wait, what did, you, what did they say? You will be speaking to the regional vice chair, please. Okay, then that's what Shay would have said, probably. It's very early, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what time it is, I just woke up, so... <laughs> and this little hovering pixie, as opposed to some of the other ones you've seen, this one does not have dragonfly wings protruding from their shoulders. It has these strange ribbons of light that are projected by little nodes that bulge from just below its shoulder blades and near the small of its back that seem to emanate little strands of purple light that seem to lift it up into the sky and give it the ability to move around. That's oh. interesting. How do they work? Biomechanical etherics. Small <laughs> nuclear generators located within my torso. Oh, And that word means almost nothing to you. I don't know what that means, but that is very interesting. Perhaps we could discuss the uh, intricacies of the design on our way over. No. No, we will not. Okay. Unless Sounds you wish to good. make an appointment with the harlot of logic, I can arrange such a thing. We would actually like to make it's an appointment. Probably one of our stops, yes. Any After deals made about... with the House of Logic will be facilitated by the harlot. Deals, which more of a discussion, really, than anything. If you wish to know proprietary she technology, then you will make a deal with the harlot. Why don't we just set up the appointment and then see what happens? This can be arranged. Why are you guys pretending you want to know about this? Well, Oswald is not pretending, but we were also hoping to meet with the House of Logic, so that was yeah. like literally our second It's stop. just, this conversation is very aggressive, especially for so early in the morning, maybe. I'm just curious. Is Is it? I'm just trying to vibe. I was trying to vibe last night, and it totally went off the rails. Mm. Trying to get the vibe like, back. It's like a pat pat on the tree's head. <laughs> you are led down from the golden manticore and out into the city. You see that the bustle of District 997 has not reduced in any real perceptible way. The pixie lights still flood the skyways above you hovering transportations move here and there people walk to destinations on the street if not for the slightly different position of the suns albeit still hovering around the horizon you would swear no time at all has passed but this weird twilight fugue that the city seems to be 
trapped in gives it kind of an endless, kind of unchanging air about it. Slightly off-putting. You are led away from the Golden Manticore and towards the center of the city. You are already pretty close to the center of the city, even in all of your traversings last night. Night? The previous time when you were awake, it really never got you outside of a, a mile radius of where you landed and where you were staying. And the city is miles and miles and miles in every direction. So you've not even seen the full scope of District 997 in any way, shape, or form. But you are led to a small stop at the edge of one of these streets that appears to be for some form of public transportation. And the pixie will say, You do not have any ground transportation of your own, so some will be provided. Most kind. Thank you. And as if on cue, and perhaps it was on cue, a hovering transport will roll up in front of you. You see that it is a bright blue and yellow... I mean, it's a taxi, albeit one slapped with the Praxa Group logo all over its doors. And the sign on the side says, Praxa Tax. Oh. God, I wasn't just called a Praxy. There is no individual driving this conveyance. Oh no. It seems to be automated. There is no driver's position. There is no steering apparatus. See, this isn't fair because we live. This is a this is a space future fantasy, but we live here in the real world where automated cars explode all the time. <laughs> and they almost never do in this setting. Almost. Mm. Oh, is that possibility? But the pixie looks Ugh. on in slight discontent, waiting for you all to troop into this vehicle. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this is a normal yeah. thing, then yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's not abnormal. It's certainly richer than most of you are used to seeing. On any given world, a driverless cab service... It seems excessive, and it requires a very well-laid-out grid of a city like the one you're in right now. Yeah. But piling in, yeah, you are confronted by the complete lack of taxi driver. The pixie does not join you inside the cab. The doors will close, and the hovering tram will lift up and zoom off into the city. So this place is deeply unappealing. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that, okay, right, that everyone also kind of agrees. Well, it is fascinating. I've never quite seen a civilization structured in such a way, at least on this scale. Uh, I've heard many examples, of course. There are quite a few planets like this, but certainly interesting. Wouldn't want to live here, though. Before too long, within 30 seconds of the taxi moving through the city, speakers secreted somewhere inside this vehicle will begin playing ads. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> this is hell. Mike, you've brought us to hell. No, How no, long's no. the ride? Let's, you let's don't hear know. what these ads have to say. Oh, well, no, I was just going to say, like, it, we could just fast forward. It's D&D. &D. No. We and don't have to sit through this. My, my point is, is that 
there is a continual stream of ads. It never loops for Praxa Group products, including Praxacaf, oh. Praxamart, uh, l- lots of different drug ads that uh, do not speed up the little warnings at the end of every ad. It's almost worse that mm-hmm. that doesn't loop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was literally about to say, because when they loop, at some point you can at least like start lip syncing to them and doing them in funny voices because you've memorized them. Oh, this is awful. And this continues for almost an hour. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> How loud is it, Mike? Just loud enough that to be heard over it, you have to raise the volume of your own voice. Okay, uh, there we have yeah. like we have we have data devices and stuff. Is there some sort of like headphone attachment? Can I please be listening to my iPod for this? Yeah, absolutely. There are small um, little actually, gemstone buds that you can shove into your ears immediately. <laughs> actually, um mm-hmm. Is there a way I can break this sound system without damaging the car? I think that will depend entirely upon how well speaking. you roll. <laughs> I think this oh is my god. Were we just, Elliot, were y'all just concerned about the car is... blowing up? <laughs> and, and now you want to fuck with the speakers? No, that was Olivia. <laughs> yeah, if this was a real car, and I could really psychically break the stereo. I would definitely do that. <laughs> we're gonna fucking die. <laughs> Keep it God, I hope so, way. as long as the ads end. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then we're going to get on the, the, the wait line for the afterlife, and you better believe there's ads in there. Yeah. 18. Perfect 18. roll. The speakers and here at Pharmaceuticals, we have a very high interest ways in Oh, no, that's worse. No. And then it stops. Uh, she's like, wait, I almost got it. I've almost got it. And there we go. And you see that there are some lights that are coming on in the projected dashboard HUD. There's no dashboard that you can control things with, but there are little indicators that blink up on the screen that looks out towards where you're driving, the windshield, if you will. And, yeah, it indicates, like, how fast you're traveling and where your next turns are happening and how far till your destination. But little warning lights begin coming on that flash with the Praxa logo that are uh, warning you that your indent time may be increased due to damage rendered to the vehicle. Damage? Who did Who did damage to it? How would they even know? Now, you would all know that indent time usually refers to the time an indentured worker has to serve a corporation in order to pay off their living situation. Oh, good. So not something we have to worry about at Doesn't all. Doesn't necessarily apply to you. Yeah, Yet. I was going to say. I was going to say, catch me. <laughs> but after about an hour, you find yourselves at an immense building that is poking up out of roughly the center of the city. Again, this whole probably five square mile area is the quote-unquote center of the city when the city stretches the width of a continent that is roughly the size of Australia. Australia. 
All of you was right. His descriptions are spot on. You see there are massive communications arrays sticking up out of the top of this building, and the entire middle floors of it, probably everywhere past the 20th floor, but before the 30th floor, is appears to be this giant bulging sphere out of an otherwise tall, straight skyscraper. And in and out of that sphere is a luminescent Christmas tree of lights as pixies fly in and out of this spherical center of the building. And the taxi will stop in front of the building and the doors will open for you. Yeah. And I guess we get out. No, we just, we, we gotta go on a tour. See the sights. <laughs> yeah. I assume when we get into the building, there's like some sort of secretarial uh, front desk. Waiting for you at the front of the building is a glowing purple pixie. It might be the same one as before. You're not really 100% sure. It's definitely got similar features, but it seems like it would have to have moved really fast to get here before you did. Pixies are fast, but they're not as fast as a moving automatic transport. That seems odd. But hmm. leastways, the pixie is waiting for you and blinks at you, its colors glowing in those same weird ribbons of light coming off of its back, suspending it in the air. And it says, it's about time, in a voice that is similar, but maybe a little different. Again, tough to say. Well, pleasure to meet you as well. I am Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. Which one of you <laughs> is Amari? Oh, that would be that one. Yeah, that's that, that would be me. You are the captain of this team? That I am. And you speak for the Cole Foundation? Uh, in this particular venture, yes. Follow me, then. Some walking music starts playing as we, as we you know, follow. Okay. You see that the you. massive front doors of this place are a huge see-through. You're, you think it's probably quartz? but the quartz is so fine as to almost be glass. And as you're passing through these massive double doors that open up in front of you, like automatically just sliding to either side, you can see that they don't just open automatically. There is a small purple crystal near the top of the doors that scans each individual as they enter. There's a little flicker of light passing over you as something scans you on the way in. But none of us ping, so it's fine, right? I mean, there are no alarms that immediately go off, if that's what you ask. Great. <sighs> Great. That is what I was asking. So as far as you can tell, nothing happens, but you are definitely scanned by something as you walk in through the front door of this place. Ooh, that tickles. No, I don't know. The pixie leads you to a front desk where you see a young taro male uh, working diligently behind a large... A slightly curved desk. He is flanked to either side by other Taro who seem to be diligently doing secretarial work. Uh, But this one in the center will look up as you approach and uh, specifically focus on you, Amari. Mm -hmm. And say, oh good, the regional vice chair will be expecting you. Excellent. We were sort of expecting you as soon as you landed. Uh, Obviously, you took some time to take in the sights. Mm. 
that is accurate, but we are here now. Good, good. Miss Kalasek will be, of course, expecting you. She is up in her office on the 58th floor. 58th, excellent. And is there anything I can get you or your companions by way of refreshment? Mm, anyone? We're okay. Um, uh, I'd love, like, a donut or a breakfast burrito. We didn't really get breakfast. That can be arranged. Much appreciated. Will it, uh be on the house, so to speak, or will it be, uh, will it have to be, uh, exchanged for something? The regional vice chair will help you acclimate to the city and our way of commerce. For now, you will be provided food at gratis. Well, then I'll take a, a breakfast as well. Um, if you have, um, perhaps, uh, Bags full of living insects, or perhaps, uh, <laughs> or perhaps even mammals of a, sort of a small size. I, I would, I would take either. And the Taro young man will just like blink a couple of times, and then say, "Of course, sir. Something can be arranged." Great, thank you so much. Well, the service. Oh my God, Lisman, you almost killed me with that one. <laughs> Really bad for my roommate because I just made a really horrible sound. It's fine. It's payback for them keeping you awake late at night with their parties. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, oh boy, that feels good. Anyone else want to order anything? No, I'm not taking anything from some fake yeah. bullshit. Uh, no. Flor I, Florian's whole plan yeah. is fucked. Florian's <laughs> on that same wavelength. He's not. Yeah. Okay. Not interested in taking anything from these people. Yeah, I'll take the uh um the the cog and uh like uh fake uh warlords any day over dealing with fey nonsense. <laughs> Amari, roll me a d20. Okay. Um yep. 13. 13. The staff works diligently. It doesn't seem like you anyone here has recognized you. Mm. Okay, that's fine. You are shown over to an executive lift that is off to the side in the kind of elevator embankment area, but this one appears to be a much larger lift than you're used to seeing. It is big, like a cargo elevator of some kind, and there is a table and chairs set up inside of it. Oh. And you can see that there are pixies swarming inside of it, moving to and from little apertures in the roof of this thing, and they're already setting plates down and putting down carafes and moving food and just swarming like reverse piranha creating a breakfast spread. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> and as the last of you are stepping onto this lift, the breakfast that you ordered is there and ready. Oswald, you see that Ooh. there is what appears to be a bag of uh, lightly steaming shrimp, which is the closest oh. they could get to bugs. Well, <laughs> generally prefer them to be land cephalopod, but it's fine. I, I it will have to do. Are, are they at least still moving? Nope. Nope. Oh, ruined. They haven't been shelled. If that makes you feel any better. It does. It does make Oswald feel better, but he still reluctantly slurps them. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck me. Um, 
as the lift begins moving, you are made very aware that it is not moving the traditional way you would assume lifts would move, and that is indeed up and down. Mm-hmm. This, oh, it's the Wonka Vader! <laughs> it is up moving in a strange rotating fashion as it lifts up off the ground. You can see that all sides of this elevator, and it is hexagonal in shape, are windowed apertures out into your surroundings. And as this lift lifts, you see that you are rising up through the center of this building, which is in fact a straight up hollow. There appears to be level after level inside this building, but it is cut through the center by a massive atrium that goes all the way up the center of the building. Hmm. And pixie lights that you are quickly rising up towards reveal that massive spherical center that you saw from the outside, and there are pixies of every color moving in streaks around the center of this place. It's like being lifted up through a hive of insects as you're moving through, and the pixies will part around you to allow the lift to just gently spin slowly as it's floating up through the middle of this building. It eventually straightens out, and you are moving straight up at a certain point. But even before too long, it begins drifting off to one side yet again as you're reaching near the top of the building. It's not jamming you up, so this whole ride probably takes like 10, 15 minutes. Um, So it's enough time to get some food and drink in you, if you so choose. But you see that this place is... Massive. Every level has people moving about doing, well, you don't know what. You're not exactly sure what goes into a communications department of a planet-wide corporation that sells drugs. What you do know is that the Pixies are clearly all moving towards a several nodes of some kind as you're passing through the spherical portion. There appear to be hubs of some kind that Pixies will land on and they will pulse with rhythms of light. You think they're interacting with these hubs on some etheric level, and then they will fly away. And there are tens of thousands, maybe millions of pixies that you're seeing in this place. Continually moving and swarming and shifting, and it's honestly a little nauseating at a certain point because the lights are so intense and multicolored. But you quickly pass through that, and as the lift slides back towards one of the sides of the building, you see that there are quite a few rooms up here that this lift could slot into, but you're moving towards one in particular. You don't know who's controlling this lift, you certainly didn't press any buttons, but it seems to be giving you a view of the northern mountain range as you slot into an office of some kind. An office with no other apparent entrance or exit, as far as you can tell. And the doors open, and you see that you're in a palatial office. There are several couches off to one side surrounding a low drinks table. There is a large, similar, like, theremin-esque uh, instrument off to one side, it, kind of like where one might have a decorative piano. This instrument is instead placed off to the side. Um, closed up, it's not being used actively, but there is gentle, uh, smooth jazz being deployed in this room. Uh, 
that can be heard tinkling over a uh, non-obvious sound system. It's just light, kind of background, airy strings and uh, light percussion. And in front of you, with her back to a massive window that overlooks the mountain range to the north, with one of the weather stations seemingly framed in the window that she's sitting in front of, is a middle-aged Midrian woman. She is probably just about at the tail end at the prime of her life. Midrians tend to live to 150, 200, so you'd guess this person is probably pushing her, like, late 80s or early 90s. But because of the advances in medicine, she looks like a perfectly healthy Midrian of that age. A little graze at the temple. Hands maybe a little weathered, but no less uh, healthful looking, despite those facts. And she is doing something at a console that is apparently built into her desk. You can see holographic projections kind of flickering up and then lowering back down off of the crystalline top of the desk. And she is occasionally touching uh, pieces of the desk. There's probably some kind of projection just beneath her fingertips that you can't quite see from your angle. Mm. And there's a little plaque on her desk that reads, Miss Kalasic, Regional Vice Chair of Communication. There is a second plaque that reads, Balthenial, Regional Vice Chair of... Give me that second name one more time, Mike. Balthenial. Okay. Plaques, you say? Two plaques, I say. Uh, did she greet us as we come in? Uh, she will look up as you enter, and she will have a, a broad, welcoming smile on her face. What's her eyes doing? They are a a deep and russet-looking brown. And they match the kind of earth tone business suit that she's wearing. Okay. Huh. And as you enter, she will say, Ah, welcome! Mr. Kel Rakasa, I presume? Yeah, that would be me and my team. I should assume I have not heard much about your team specifically, but I'm glad the Cole Foundation saw fit to send what is send one such as yourself to rendezvous with our specific situation. Mm-hmm. So... How can I help? Um, well, I should be asking you the same question. How can we help? Yes, I guess that is the whole point to all of this. That is the nature of the Cole Foundation. Well, obviously, uh, anything you want, we will help you find. This is your job, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, before you get... Well, you've obviously got a taste for the city already. Uh, is perhaps a little ill-advised, given your lack of company status. Right. But we can set you up with some visitor's badges, and that will get you uh, all the script you may need, so you may function within the city bounds. We appreciate it. We have been informed to aid the Foundation's finder teams in all ways possible. Mm-hmm. The director of communications was very particular about this. Oh, and uh, if you don't mind me asking, who is the director of communications? Just so I can take proper uh, 
notes for my report. Uh, that would be the acolyte of logic. Acolyte of logic. It's actually, so Reed can write that down. Okay. They are, cool. of course, over at District 1 in Corporate Block A. Makes sense. But I am the regional vice chair, so I can help you in any way you need. Um, yeah, so uh, our finder team was specifically tasked with uh, providing aid to this specific district. Uh, what are your current needs? Well, um, needs, we we need for very little here in District mm-hmm. 997. Uh, Corporate Block C is a little out of the way. We are primarily self-sufficient here. I don't know if we necessarily need anything. Obviously, the uh, lack of jobs for our current accounting team is rather troubling, and we are hoping whatever new administration is put in place can do something about them. Mm-hmm. Um, do they need places to stay? We found a few uh, extra visitors at our current uh, housing situation. Oh, yes? How, uh, where, precisely? Uh, don't worry about it. We're just, uh, they were just passing through. I see. Well, yes, I am sure there are some who are reluctant to increase their ident time for exchange of housing and food, but how else are we supposed to get through these troubling times? Right. Well, and, uh, a question, though, um, so the, the accountants, though, who, who seem to be out of work... Uh, Very little accounting to be done these days. Yeah, so they just sort of have to stay on the streets? No, no, of course not. Housing and food is provided to all who wish it. But they they have to be uh, indented? Is that what you said? What she said? Well, their indent time will be increased by the lack of work they're doing in ratio and balance to the amount of food and the lodgings provided, of course. That's perfectly reasonable. But if they don't, but if there's no work for them, how would they, how do you account for that? A little bit of accounting humor. Ah, yes. (laughs) Not as funny as lawyer humor, as we all know, but... (laughs) Well, I'm assuming whenever the new regime is set up, with the Cole Foundation's help, of course, uh, I'm assuming a new board of directors will be put into place, and we will be able to be back into business as usual. And from there, they will be able to work down whatever debts they've accrued during this time of crisis. So, if if things go back back to normal i'm assuming production and yeah it, it's just it's sort of odd that like only the accountants have lost their their current positions what what exactly is like what's being produced still if there's no praxa group as far as i know the agricultural units over in corporate block b and a are still producing at full quality and function it's just being stored somewhere? I am not exactly privy to the ins and outs of... I'm the regional vice chair of communications. I don't mm. exactly know mm, the, right. the ins and outs of... Of course. <laughs> just like the sheer amount of contempt in this room. 
so you're you're saying that e everything continues apace in your whole district. You're not having any issues. No. Yes, yes, of course. And there, you you all see this like pretty big twitch that occurs on the left side of her face. Yeah, I was gonna say this whole time. At least she sounds slightly like something is amiss. Like she's not allowed to say anything is uh, is wrong with her her current district. Or if she, she is to say something wrong, something bad could potentially happen. When she has this tick, does she kind of make a nervous glance into any particular corner of this room? No, but she will kind of like, almost as uh, unknowingly, she will kind of rub at her left eye a little bit before mm. uh, readjusting her smile. Mm -hmm. um, well, oh, sorry, go ahead, Reed. Well, I was going to say, uh, which one are we talking to of the two plaques? Uh, we are the first you ones. are Ms. not Cole. 100% yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, the, exactly. The, did, the, the receptionist did say that Miss Kalasic was expecting us. Yes. But that's yeah, true. that's a good point. <laughs> well, um, one of the other reasons we made this our first stop is we had hoped to... Along with getting visitor badges. And since you've been so accommodating, uh, we were hoping to uh, open up the floor, as it were, to, you know, oh? anyone who had any issue. Uh, we were hoping we could get some sort of district-wide memo out uh, about, you know, if anyone wanted to come air any grievances. Or not even grievances, just like, Suggestions. Uh, Instructive yeah. suggestions, yes. For the new... Uh, what what word did you use? Regime? I think it was regime. Yeah. Hmm. Directorship? I don't know what sort of the new mm -hmm. structure will be, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but a district-wide memo is certainly something that's possible, and uh, if it is suggestions you're looking for, then the uh, company suggestions program has been operational for nearly 150 years at this point. I, there are more than enough uh, notations in there that are looked through by uh, our uh, in-processing uh, suggestions department that they might be able to help you. Excellent. Uh, can we access that through your uh, intranet? Does access with uh, our visitor badges? Uh, I'm sorry. Grant us access to the intranet, Praxinet. Oh, um, is that something you need access to? We we sure yes. would appreciate. We it. would appreciate it. Um, help with getting a look at surveillance. Yeah. Yes, survey and such. I think that could be accommodated. Seems that since you are vice chair of communication and regional well, vice chair of communications, yes, yes, um, that seems specifically something that you would be able to enable. Yes, absolutely. If you need access to Praxinet, that can be afforded to you. Excellent. Much appreciated. Ooh. And there's like a uh, slight uh, widening of her eyes as she's saying all of this. I roll some sort of insight. 
Yeah. Can I roll uh, insight, I guess? That's what guess I was asking. I will do that. If you want to make too. a roll, you have to tell me what your tactic and your talent are about this sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't have any talent in it. <laughs> but but I don't I'm just going to use the aether. It's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, I will roll also But I will Rolling for vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roll vibes. You don't need to roll for vibe check, okay? <laughs> Everyone gets the vibes. Yeah. This is something you know. <laughs> so you want to reach out with your etheric senses specifically and kind of get a feel for the emotions that are just radiating off of this person. Yeah, absolutely. That's something you could do. Mm-hmm. Oh, the aether vibe. No, you got to roll for it. Yeah. And what were you rolling, Oswald? Oh, I was just rolling clever and uh, insight. Okay. D6, or sorry, D10 and D8. Mm-hmm. What'd you get? Uh, I got 11. Uh, and I'm rolling carefully because I'm going to like really try to read this chick. I don't even want to say what I got. It's a lot. Oh. Four? It's it's four. Mm. It's a lot for me. No, it's uh it's thirty. Oh wow. Jeez. Oh, shit. How many what did you roll? I just rolled a fuck ton of aether dice. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, that is most definitely a critical victory. Mm-hmm. So you've got some options there where critical victories are concerned. You can either recover one of those Aether die, you can remove this person from the scene, you can alley-oop to whoever uses... Read, read her for filth. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I get her deal so bad that she is no longer allowed to act meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna recover one of those Aether die. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, Oswald... You're not getting much from this person. There's clearly some weird body language, but you're not exactly mm-hmm. sure what it indicates. Right. Florian, you sense... I mean, it's real obvious that there is an undercurrent of fear that is just radiating off of this woman, and you can almost smell it in the aether around her. The fear spikes precipitously, when you ask about accessing the local meta net. Um, is it... And may, maybe I can't tell. Maybe it's not specific enough. But does it seem like a fear for herself? Or does it feel, feel like more like general, like you, you shouldn't be doing that? Based on what she is saying, it seems pretty clear that if she can dissuade you from needing access to the local meta net, that seems like so it's like she might get into trouble if we're no, not necessarily. Around. It's more that if you don't get access to it, it might assuage her conscience some. Okay, that that is what I was asking. All right, cool. But she is seems to be almost not forced, but it seems as though she is instructed very thoroughly to give you any access you require and ask for and in asking for it she's like there's nothing I can do at this point you've asked Mm -hmm. whatever decision she was trying to make is now out of her hands Mm -hmm. but she nods and agrees to your request 
Excellent. Well, as I said, you are more than welcome to gain anything you request. We are here to help in the Coal Foundation's inquiries so that we might better build a new tomorrow. I don't exactly know what you are all doing. That sounds pretty good. I don't know if there's an official slogan for the Coal Foundation. Actually, there should be. Let me hold on. And he, he checks uh he checks the archive for their official slogan. Roll me a D twenty real quick. Yeah. Sixteen. Briefly as Cogs you access drugs. your glasses and check the archive, there is a weird like flash as you're staring through the glasses forward, and mm -hmm. it's like you get a, an odd after image of the woman sitting in front of you for half a moment. There's a weird blur, but then it clears up as the VR overlay starts scrolling, and you looking up the, the Cole Foundation, and you see that it, it has several mottos, actually. Oh, great. The most prominent one that is used, at least these days, is healing the galaxy's wound. Mm. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be like harder, better, faster, stronger. No. It, lesser used ones are picking up the pieces of the shattering. Other ones are a little bit more saccharine even than that. I mean, there's a range. Taking ass, taking names. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Why? It's an aid foundation, Reed. Peace Corps, kicking ass, taking names. <laughs> I'm all out of bubble gum. Just infer the rest. Mm -hmm. That's the entire thing. Greenpeace, we'll stick our boots so far up your ass, you'll taste laces. Mm. I mean, their poster boy is like a dude who shoots guns real good. It's not the poster boy. There's no posters. <laughs> or there better not be posters. Why do you think I joined the Cole Foundation? It was all those posters of Axel Amadino. <laughs> I mean, normally some... they'd frown upon that, but because he's just so goddamn good, they can't help but make him the poster boy. No, no posters, but some some nice pamphlet work. Mm. <laughs> is is he like making one of his guns too? It's just some just like rad uh, MetaNet videos that have gotten around. Yeah. Nothing official. Yeah. yeah. He's gone viral. <laughs> Stupid gun age. Miss Kalasic will, again, her eyes a, l a little bulgy, will accede to whatever else you might need. I really want to ask about mm -hmm. the Do other yep. the other person. Uh, Balthenial, right, Mike? Balthenial? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Will we have a chance to speak with, uh, is it Belthenial? Uh, 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 is, is that what you want? Oh, I was just uh, curious. I saw the other yeah. plaque, so. Right, yes, there is, there, there is a second plaque on this desk. Mm -hmm. Just important for us to get as much information as we need, or as we can. Of course. That is very important. Hmm. Yes. So could we speak with Val uh, Thaniel, then? That's what you all... That, that is what you want, is to speak with him? Is that... Is that what... See, this is one of those moments no? in, like, D&D &D and stuff like that where Mike is like, do you want this? 
do is this are, are you sure you want to do this look there are certain <laughs> i'm just like i don't know i don't know that people. must be observed i don't know if i know enough about the she to be like oh oh right yeah no they need to they're not like a vampire they need an invite in or what but we would have to and for the third time she asks if that's what you want oh <clears throat> just to assume uh just to make an assumption here mike would it be similar to when we talked with the person in uh, the club last night where we would, if they were, say, part of the Fey Court, um, would we have to switch bodies to communicate with them? Or would be, I guess we don't know. Huh? We don't know. What Before we uh, continue, how would we set up a conversation with this uh, vice chair he would meet you directly you mean uh are all the regional vice heads um a partnership the accords set up by praxa group pharmaceuticals do much to improve the efficiency and flow of our company here i think on we're Eclipses. probably i think we're probably okay for now folks right yeah, yeah I, I think we're good and she lets out just a shuddering breath of relief. Yeah. Well then, um, and you see she's trying to collect herself as though she was like, she was prepared for something to happen, and now that it's not happening, this adrenaline like, is sort yeah. of draining out of her body. Um, anything else I might be able to help you with today? There's um Visitor badges, and I suppose the access to the proxy nantes. Right, yes, of course. Um, visitor's badges will be ready for you downstairs when you arrive via the uh, executive lift. And she's clearly kind of coming down off of something here. And access to... Right, access to the Praxinet. Um, and she will... Take out a small data chem from a drawer in her desk and insert it into a slot right in front of her at the edge of the desk and tap a few keys, pull out the data chem and hand it over to whoever is reaching for it and say, this is my personal access codes. It will grant you supervisor level status to the local Praxanet. Thank you. Um. Before we go, is there anyone else we could be speaking with? You're the vice chair of communications. Are there any other vice chairs we should be speaking with? There are plenty of other vice chairs, none within this district. You might want to speak to uh, Comptroller 76555. He oversees the weather stations. Uh, and I'm I'm assuming they are... He, he is up in... And I will kind of, like, gesture to the mountains. 76555 d does rarely leave his little cave. It's been a while since I've been mountaineering. <laughs> Is there... Well, there's no need for that. We have transports and lifts yeah. that carry people up to the, the station. Yeah, that's not, that's not it's fun. It's a good thing I carry around this 60-foot length of rope for all of my you're, mountain hey, climbing. Hey, you're the one with the grappling hook, dude. <laughs> That's just for me. I don't care that we're on a completely civilized planet. I wanted a grappling hook because I just watched a shitload of Halo Infinite and Battlefield 2042 videos. Life <laughs> needs more grappling hooks. Get it done. 
Look, Mabel from Gravity Falls knew this truth. It's true. Mm-hmm. Florian's about to pull a Vigo Mortensen. We're going to take a fucking helicopter up to the top. <laughs> He's just going to climb the fucking mountain. Yeah, basically. So yeah. Uh, who takes the vice chair's data cam? Me. Was, yeah, Shay. Okay. I'll take it and then I'll hand it to Shay. I'll chuck it to you rapidly so it looks cool. I'm going like to pluck it out of your hands and poke you in the nose. Can you reach that high? Yes. Okay. Miss Kalasic will say, thank you again for coming, Mr. Kelrakasa. Again, I really do appreciate the Cole Foundation taking all of this so seriously. Uh, we take aid very seriously, and thank you, with meeting, thank you for meeting with us. We appreciate it. Of course. Like I said, your visitor badges should be ready for you downstairs. Well, tell we meet again. Of course. Feel free. Uh, Flag a pixie if you ever need to reach me. All the communication comes through here. Um, and if I'll I could do. just make one suggestion. The, the food, if it could be, I don't know, living, that would be preferred. Listen, I'm, this is not a real, I'm, I'm this is not so real. Sorry? This is nothing. No. Don't worry about the, this, this is nothing. Well, the, this Ignore is shrimp. Him, it's not really a more... Do you still have a shrimp? Like, you know, it's a, it was a bag. You couldn't finish it. Yeah. It's my little tum. My little, little, little bird tum. Sometimes I wonder if this is a joke character or not. I just, I, I, I can't tell. Yeah. I just love, I, I just love the, the, pers- I love the perception that like Oswald started out as this like very prim and proper tweed wearing professor and has slowly been devolving into just a nasty little man (laughs) certainly it's 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 what avia like they prefer living uh meals but like he's he's devolved into a nasty little man who just likes to record everything he doesn't record everything (laughs) not yet not yet yet. yeah he doesn't have have that access yet he doesn't have that you know just needs to raise promotion. Yeah. Anything else you need from one of the regional vice chairs? I'm afraid to ask for anything else. And at this point, yeah. <laughs> I need her. Yeah. I, what I need from her is for her to like go on vacation or something. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, no I don't here. think there's any vacation on this. Or planet. like a spa day. Or if vacation just means that someone else is in the driver's seat. I was no. I was just about to say I was like oh vaca- vacation is like um like a horrible forced work camp yeah sort mm-hmm. of situation is kind of where my my brain is going. Um, oh, where hers is going. Great, let's read. Lake what? Who is ready for some trust falls? Uh, <laughs> no, oh, thank you. I no. think. I think we should probably like leave her alone so she yes. doesn't have a nervous breakdown. Yes. Okay. As you leave, you see her kind of compulsively rubbing at her left eye, kind of slumped a little bit in her chair as you get back into the executive lift and it closes. And the last you see of her, she is recomposing herself and getting back to work. The lift descends back through the immense tower that is the communications hub of District 997. You pass back through the pixie swarms and down into the massive vaulted atrium 
and eventually you are let back out into the lobby of this place where you are greeted by, uh, when the doors open, an officious young-looking Taro, the same one who greeted you upon your entrance. He will have a platter in one hand that has four badges. Nice. They are rectangular laminate badges that appear to have a slightly crystalline sheen to them. These are chems of some kind. They perhaps have some form of data on them, but they're meant to be scanned by devices as opposed to slotted into machines. It is the equivalent of a etheric QR code. Mm. Data, Simple data can be read on these cards without much effort. Or uh, any fine work we need? Or... Uh... Oh, what's uh? Do, is there anything we need to sign in order to get this kind of stuff? Yes. In fact, the platter yeah. that this person is holding is, in fact, a data pad that uh, a section of it will light up when you take the card off of it, and a small, continually scrolling contract will appear on that section of the platter with a little line mm. at the bottom. Can you can you stop it so so you can actually read through it? Yeah, absolutely. If you place a finger on it, it will stop the text. Okay. Oswald is just going to stand there and just read and however the, long this takes. The young Taro will say, this is just a, a, a waiver saying that you are taking responsibility oh. for the company script given to you via these cards. Oh, you won't You won't be able to stop him. It's it's fun. It's easier to just yeah. wait. Yeah. It It takes a while. It sure does. Well, the rest of you might just think, pick up yeah, the cards and like, sign real quick. Mm-hmm. Is do we each have to sign, or mm-hmm. is it just a, a whole, mm, bummers? I'm gonna try and offload all of this onto Oswald. So if anything comes back, it's all on him. He and Oswald, what you discover is this is basically in a lot of legalese saying that you are taking responsibility for the company script you are given, and it will translate. It will not translate into off-world jewels of any sort. The monetary compensation that is being given to you is by the proper trade of Praxa Group Pharmaceutical. And again, you're really unsure if this means anything anymore because the company, as far as you know, really doesn't exist at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just making sure that there's no sort of... uh loophole you know uh giving your your sleeve as it were to uh the use of the corporation no yeah okay yep great well i think we're ready oh everybody's left Um. they're just waiting uh, for you outside yeah and apparently you are given the equivalent of about 300 jewels per day to live on that will refill automatically so long as you have these little cards with you. It's enough to buy food at fairly expensive restaurants on the regular. It's enough to buy lots and lots of drinks. Don't know quite what else it might be used for, given that you haven't explored the city all that much, but it is just company script. It is not active jewels. And again, some of the uh, exchange rates you've seen make you think that this is effectively worthless outside of this world. (laughs) Does the does the money roll over, or is it a if you don't use three hundred every day? 
Okay. Yuck. Yeah, it is not per diem. <laughs> Boo. So, you've got your visitor's passes. You've got your MetaNet access. Oracle Zero, where are you bound next? That is a great question. I think the mountain, right? Mountain? Mountain? Talk to Constantine? Uh, I mean, should we go there, or we should, go, should we go to meet with the House of Logic first? That was hypothetically set up for us, though we didn't get a time. That's true. Or we a just place. grab a ferry and say, hey, what time's our meeting with the House of Logic? Give me the meeting time. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I mean, I we could... Is that uh, is there a pixie outside? A purple purple pixie? Are they None still that there? are waiting for you. And okay. you were told to flag down a pixie? You're not clear how to do that. Hmm. But glancing down at your little badges, you can see there are a couple of they're not quite buttons, but they're definitely contact points in the aethite that these things are made of. It appears like you could press them with a digit. Huh. But they're not labeled in any meaningful way? Mm-mm. Should we just push random buttons until we figure out what they do? Oh, Go we should have asked for instruction. I mean, I'm assuming there's no, like, come a host for a fay button. That seems silly. I mean, if, if that is the case, it was not in the fine print, so... There are really only two buttons on each badge. Let's push one. I push one of the two. And almost immediately there is a flash and suddenly there is a purple shining pixie nearby. What can I do for you? Yes, Uh, we were hoping to uh, set up a meeting with the Acolyte of Logic. Is that that what we're looking for here? The Communications Director. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, the that wasn't who we were originally. You were told that if you wanted to make a deal to acquire the Harlot of Logic, she right? technology. Oh, was. Yeah, you could make it. You could make a meeting with the Harlot of Logic. Uh, okay, gotcha. Sorry, I thought. Uh, I guess we want to meet with the the vice chair of um, was it uh communications. Yes, thank you. The person who you were just in the we office just of? did no, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. What was the other thing we no? So comp- we're gonna go to comp comptroller seven six five 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 seven six five five five. Oh, okay, that's who. who runs the weather control station. Yeah, and there wasn't anything else that we needed to uh, get in touch with in this. Uh, I don't district. think so. Okay, for some reason I thought there was three things. Um, there was talk of trying to make some contact with the House of Logic, who is the. Mm-hmm. Fay representation who made the deal originally with Praxa Group. Hence, that that was the whole point of potentially meeting with the Harlot of Logic was to hopefully get into, you know, talking with someone who knows something. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the comptroller. Okay. If we fuck around enough, they'll probably try to contact us. Well, I mean that's true. I don't know if Shay wants to do anything with this newfangled access that we have to the... I mean, before Shay does anything, or, I mean, as we're waiting for Oswald, Florian will probably kind of gesture to it and be like, before you do anything, we need to talk. That is very potentially uh, not going to go well for us. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to... I mean... 
depending on how the rest of the day goes, I fucking might not even get on there at all. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I, I just, maybe if uh, you do, we figure out a way that it's not just you by yourself. Oh, yeah. In whatever hellscape they've decided to create here. Like, online. And again, remember, there's a big and, difference yeah. between meta diving and just to, surfing the meta net. No, I don't have to go in there. That That's fair, but I also don't know what even going on there does. And she was really freaked out. Well, it is an evil AOL. So AOL. So it's AOL. AOL. Yeah. Yeah. No difference. Yeah, to the mountains. So Oracle Zero, after narrowly avoiding discussing matters with the second vice chair of communications, you make your way away from the communications hub. You quickly discover that the second button on your visitor's badges summons taxis. Whoa. And it is a small matter to input your destination towards the central weather control station up in the mountains. It is a bit of a jaunt from where you are, but you can either take a taxi ride all the way there, or you can go back to your shuttle and have the shuttle transport you up the mountain. That's true. Either way. But, as you make your way up, you are struck by just how distant those weather control stations seem from the weird corporate hive of District 997. And while it may be within the same district, within the same corporate block, these etheric fortresses up in the mountains that reroute this planet's climate to make it more suitable for corporate endeavors seem a far-flung place from the streets you were just on. And as you make your way to those cold bastions of control. I think we'll figure out precisely what is there next time. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MattCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out! If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans i also run the matcom rpg instagram account so you can also find us there at matcom rpg and you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and when you do include the name of an npc in the subject line of the of the review and we will put that npc into this campaign that is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, 
He is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.